This podcast is sponsored by Fearfit. Fearfit is a UK and Australia based brand that provide high quality weight vests and training apparel built for performance. Heavily focused on mindset and building an inspiring and motivating culture of athletes from all around the world who share their story and make you believe that anything is possible. You can get uh, money off using discount code PLUGSGOLF10 at www.fearfit.com. We are back. We're away. For another one. This will be the first of our second year of doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Clean Slate, episode one, season three. I don't know. Now it's not, but you know. Well, yeah, no, I know what you I know where you're going with it. Um now what we were gonna try and do is start this second year off right mm-hmm. with better audio quality. Yeah. Because you made yourself feel uh, you made yourself feel sick, didn't you? Feel, felt sick. Honestly, it was awful. And how did you do that? Uh, I listened to Golf Cart Conversations episode with us. Featuring us, yeah. Uh, it just sounded like we were shouting. So I'm sorry if you guys feel that too. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we just sounded appalling. Yeah. Truth be told. Yeah, I mean, they've got a professional setup and we were just two tipsy yeah. Englishmen. Yeah. It, it, um, Shouting about football. Yeah, it just didn't. I, I got about eight seconds into our bit talking, me. <clears throat> and I got a lot better with listening to myself. Tell you what, I really liked their intro into it. Mm-hmm. Which made a, a lot of sense. Yeah, very good idea. Yeah. They're, they're sort of style of how they're running that sort of series of podcasts yeah if you uh, if you want to know what we're talking about go over and listen to it um because you know yeah. it was a good conversation yeah yeah the conversation's good the audio quality's bad and that's purely our fault yeah it's our fault and we uh we don't like listening to uh to our episodes back at the best of times so yeah like i say i've got better over the last year with that um, it, I, yeah. I do. I quite like going back to listen to older episodes because they do make me laugh. Yeah. The uh, the start of the interns episode. Yeah. In series one, it's a classic. That's a, a fun recorded moment. about eight or nine times. That. <clears throat> yeah. That that got silly, very quick. We don't have that <clears throat> anymore, really. The silliness. Yeah, no, it's a lot of silliness, but um, the multiple takes. Yeah. Go with it. Yeah. We're just. With it. It was very it's much just the first sort of yeah. 10, 12 episodes we were a little bit more conscious of, mm-hmm. or maybe and rightly so, the content we Something we spoke about in the episode we've got for our conversations, yeah. sort of putting yourself out there for everyone to sort of, you're putting yourself out there and just saying, here's what we've done, it's for the world. And now I think we're just less conscious of that. I think it's more just, we enjoy it. So if you don't, then don't listen. No, but if you don't enjoy it, it doesn't mean your friends won't. So yeah, let yeah. them know about it first. So you can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. They might be able to they might persuade you. Yeah, persuade you that it's better than you think it is. And then if they don't, ultimately, yeah. you can go and listen to a different <coughs> podcast. But Plenty of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I say, we enjoy it. So. Millions. But, um, a little bit of a new setup for the YouTube 
viewers here. Yeah, it was a late, <coughs> late decision to change it around, but yeah. I quite like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, it's good. What you can see is our drinks are a bit more visible. Yeah. So, uh, George, what are you drinking to do the... Uh, I've still got the leftovers of them, them Pilsners, the, the Berliner Pilsners, brewed in Berlin. Mm. What about yourself? Uh, I've got a limited edition uh, tropical mixed fruit Copperberg, which is is quite tasty. Yeah. Now, what we haven't got is the weather to go with that fruity drink. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pretty darn miserable. Bank holiday so. Monday. <clears throat> May bank holiday, but this first bank holiday is usually stunning weather. Yeah, that's what you hope. Proper golfing golf weather. Of it, yeah. This is <clears throat> miserable. Speaking of golfing weather, I think uh, we got the best of the golfing weather on Saturday. 100%. We played at 9.30, we played nine holes at Bayview, just a little knockabout. Yeah, it was nothing serious, was it? I mean, I can tell it from my first T-shirt. We knew that going in. Yeah, it it was what it was. I enjoyed it. So did I. Don't get me wrong. I said to Carl, as we were walking up the ninth, after um, a pretty wretched round uh, from both of us, to be fair, um, so after the first hole I birdied the first hole and I said to Callum I very very nearly said to him I think I can go round in under par today because I thought I'd be able to get at least par on every other hole Uh, and I didn't I really didn't no um, next next shot straight into the bushes it it, that's easily done Mm -hmm. Uh, um, (sighs) A good player should be able to go around there easily shooting parts, especially when you look at the holes for what they are. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know why we can't do that. Do anything remotely close mm-hmm. to it. Do you know what I mean? It like you say that after the first hole and you played the first hole very well. Yeah. But then there was no excuse on you know the, the I tell, I tell you what, you weren't helped with a bounce on some some yeah. shots. Yeah, striking the ball nicely. Yeah, um, it was the the third. The third was the one. Really nice tee yeah. shot. Sort of turning, going straight for the green, and the first bounce it just kicked right, went straight in the bush. It didn't even. It, it didn't go into the bush. I was able to find it, but it was like. And you say kicked right, like it just went sort of right. It literally bounced right. Yeah, just like, horizontally. <clears throat> Yeah, across there was no sort of forward motion on, yeah. the, on the bounce so I suppose you weren't helped with that and you find a fair way but you're not rewarded from it I guess um, yeah but there was it was a couple of nice shots each in, in the round wasn't there so yeah um, lots of stuff to work on but we knew that anyway so I'd like to go back there in a couple of weeks time mm. again it's sort of the sort of thing that you could do I think like once a month once every six weeks mm-hmm. and just Especially if you do go away and work on things and um, obviously play elsewhere, but then you come back and then you can really sort of look at if you've improved. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Because that that course is all about consistency. If you consistently hit the ball straight and you're consistently putting okay, then. Yeah, yeah, it's literally fine. There's no reason why you shouldn't be there or thereabouts with uh, with pass. It's a good little course for for what it is, it's really good. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then what we tried to do after that was, um, yeah, yeah, was fi- fix this audio quality by getting some new microphones. We we're going to buy um, new microphones. We had committed to it. Yeah, we'd made the decision um, 
and we wanted to collect them there and then. Mm -hmm. We weren't able to, and that's we haven't done it. Forty-eight hours yeah, later, it just yeah, more time got away and things happened. We just never got, never, never happened. Basically, we also <coughs> decided against recording this from your new car. Yeah, um, yeah, mainly just logistics. Yeah. It will happen. It, I think. I think it will. I tell you what. On the way to Wales. Yeah, Celtic Manor. I think that'll be. Yeah, because we'll be in the car for like three and a half, four hours together. So yeah, that'll be Instagram live. Yeah, there'll be a live stream. I think maybe even for, for, for something for the patrons yeah, specifically yeah. as well in there. So again, that weekend's gonna be packed full of patron <laughs> content. If you want to head over there, this episode has obviously been made possible by our two patrons. Still, mm. only two. Come on, guys. What's going on? Yeah. We could have improved this audio quality long before this, and then you wouldn't have to stop me listening. I know you're now not listening, so you don't know who we're saying this. <laughs> but no, I mean, if everyone was to send us a pound, yeah, a pound a month, twelve pound a year to them, but that twelve pound, you know, if we're getting ten of them. If we get ten, twelve pound a, a year, then that that's one microphone paid for. Yeah, done. Push, push, push out, out the building, and then we can look at <clears throat> cameras and yeah. We need to improve the camera for for YouTube as well. Well, you need to improve the YouTube content, really. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with the lockdown... Um, Lifted. Well, with the lockdown, that's why we decided to upload these episodes to YouTube so that we have got some content going on there. Mm -hmm. um, and anyone who wants to or watches their podcast or whatever on, on YouTube, then is up there for them. But, um, but yeah, no, we want to get some more cool stuff up there. Yeah, definitely. to speak to some. We had some ideas the other day when we were playing, didn't we? Yeah. About some ideas what we could film on, um, on course. And there's ideas, there's there's suggestions. We looked at a better editing um, software. <laughs> yeah, we have looked at better editing. And software. If we had more patrons, we can afford a device that we can get that software on, uh, and then edit the software. <clears throat> it all rolls back to you guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, we want to. We want to be doing this. You want it, or if anyone's looking to uh, for a business investment, think they can uh, use us to make money out of us, then oh, let us know. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have a conversation for sure. We'll see if it, yeah. you know, help me help you. Definitely, that's the 100%. the big time vibes, uh, the long term mm -hmm. vibes. Yeah. Do you watch any of the golf? I was just going to ask you that. Um, didn't watch a second. But with a caveat for you, you've had no internet. No yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, my Now TV I watch through my PlayStation, through the internet. I didn't have any internet uh, or didn't use any internet until very late yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to work. I had to do work over the weekend, so I just couldn't. If I just could have, I could have got about an hour and a half in. Like I could have watched the last hour and a half, but I knew I would then just be sat there watching the golf. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be working. Yeah, it's a, it's a distraction. So I didn't. Um, I saw that Sam Burns won. Mm. Uh, not gonna lie, when I what was it a couple of months ago? Maybe um, where he had his, it was the Genesis Open, yeah. And he almost won. He was, yeah, yeah. That was the um, 
That was the female. <clears throat> that was the female Homer. Yeah. Playoff, yeah. Homer was up so there we again. Were, we were cha- championing female that day. Mm-hmm. And, but then I was watching Burns. I was like, I'd oh, be good, you know, for him to have a, a first win then. I didn't think it would be long after that till a win. Yeah, and, and it's a good event for him to have won it. Yeah. So yeah, I it's watched a lot of cuts very between the two though. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, uh, at the bigger, <clears throat> on the bigger yes, stage. Yeah. I think I saw the graphic yesterday that Sky Sports had put up. It so that that win confirms his tour like card for the 2022-23 season. So the end of 2023 season, basically, is mm. called is is a tour card is valid till mm. with that win. Um, so that's like a lot of the weight off of sort of players like that shoulders. So you haven't got to sort of worry about that. Yeah. He's now going to be playing in the PGA Championships in a couple of weeks' time. At the, at his first major. I said in, so, our, uh, in our Instagram post <coughs> that it's the first of many. I think I so, think yeah. He's a good player. Yeah, very, honestly, very good. And he made a great birdie on the 16th to go 18 under while Keegan Bradley... Uh, made bogey and went to 14 under and it was very much like well that's it that's it mm. he's got to make he's got to make bogey on the 17th and Keegan Bradley's got to be making at least a, a birdie if not holding one sort of vibes and to be fair to Keegan Bradley he put it so, he put it really close but then missed the putt for the birdie so sort of by the time it was like the 18th tee it was, it was done that's I sort of watched literally the last like four holes Saturday and yesterday mm-hmm. and yeah the pair of them oh, good golfers yeah obviously you got to be out there but yeah Keegan Bradley's um, putting really let him down actually and it's a shame but that's that's what it comes down to sometimes but yeah, got to be strong in every department yeah to to win at that level I think he was top of the strokes gained Statistics T to green for the week and like mid table, like bottom mid table yeah. for putting strokes gained for the week. So, just the honesty is putting just really letting down. You have to tie it all together, don't you? To yeah, to that's, really that's, that's for four days, which is the big thing. Yeah. yeah, have you got plans golfing wise this week? Uh, I'm playing on Saturday, I got offered to play this morning, uh, right. but I'd work so. It was very much, I got a text at 7.25, are you awake? Do you want to come play golf? I said, no, I've got work. Mm. And that was that. Michael Honeywood. Friendly the board. Guest, yeah. yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. You've got things to work on, haven't you? Yeah. And, yeah. And they seem to be... I, I went to the driving range on Friday after work and uh, sort of worked on what I worked on in my lesson. And I said to Cal... Um, I was literally striping. Drive like I was just sort of warmed up for the first five minutes, hit a few sort of seven irons and stuff, a few wedges just to sort of get loose, uh, and then just sort of worked up through the bag. So I went seven seven irons, and then I started hitting some five irons, started hitting some hybrids just to sort of like get along the club yeah. feel, and then started hitting driver. And honestly, I I think I've think I've solved it. I'm not saying I have, but I was hitting it really well at the driving range. So Good. I probably won't go to the driving range now until I probably won't play anything until Saturday. If I do get a chance, I might try and go this week after work at some point. 
got unconfirmed as of yet. But, yeah, we'll see on Saturday. I'll report back next week. Yeah, watch this space for George's improvements. Let's hope so. A lot of turning my hands rather than just sort of hitting through the ball. So that's that's been helping a lot. Okay, good. But we'll see. Good, I guess. We've um, we've got a good episode today, I think. Yeah, we've been lucky to be able to sort of push this through quite late notice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'll leave that. I mean, you'll know, you'll know who it is from the title, from the title of, the episode, of the episode. But I don't want to say too much. Yeah, we haven't spoken to her yet. This We are recording now. As of now, we've not spoken to her yet. Yeah. We're going to be speaking to her in a matter of moments. No, she looks... To, she seems to be a talented lady, so... Yeah, I was watching we'll watching some of her videos on, um, yeah. on Instagram and her swing was unreal. And I bet her sound quality is going to be much better than ours as well. Yeah, almost certainly. So, um, so yeah, let's let's leave it there yeah. and we'll, um, we'll report back after the episode, after the uh, interview. Yeah. George? Yes? Where'd you get your golf stuff? Your clothing, your balls, your shoes... Or me apparel. <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. Well, I go to Golf Base. Golf Base? Golf Base. And what's that? And it's your base for everything golf. So that's www.golfbase.co.uk? It certainly is. Golf Base. Your base for everything <laughs> golf. <laughs> well, I suppose if anyone should want to get £5 off, they can always create an account and use a discount code? Plugged 5. Plugged 5. Just make sure you're spending over £30. So, welcome down, guys. Um, we're here with Rachel, Rachel McQueen. Um, would you just like to start with letting us know who you are, what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, so, my name is Rachel McQueen. Um, I'm from Scotland, as you can probably tell, and uh, grew up playing golf in Troon. And um, I hate the word influencer, so I will call myself a full-time content creator and professional golfer. We'll go with that. The long-winded okay. um, job title. Very nice. How long have you been uh, looking at the sort of content creating side? How long have you been doing that for? So I initially, so I turned pro in 2013 and I was out in America and I was kind of playing like Monday qualifiers and the occasional event and coaching out there and then when I moved back to Scotland I tried for the European tour and it's very expensive so I knew I needed sponsors and that's when I was like okay well let's try and tap into this Instagram um, a little bit more and you know maybe a little bit YouTube and yeah it just kind of snowballed I guess from there so that was about what 2015 so uh, for a really long time uh, which I think a lot of people don't realize they kind of just think I kind of came out of nowhere which is not the case Um, I've been doing content and stuff for a really long time but my with the content I was creating it basically verged into me being able to get full-time roles so I was working for golf breaks and with their content obviously a little bit with sketchers and then um, I moved back and I was doing it for a, a sports scholarship agency. And then I just thought, let's go for it. Let's, you know, launch my own business and let's do this full time. There's no time like the present and just thought, let's go for it. Yeah, nice. That was sort of the um, the perfect time to get into it, wasn't it? That I think any 
any later than that as well. You, there's just so much out there now, isn't there? Um, yeah. It's a it's a struggle setting up your own thing. So yeah, fair, fair play to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So we've, got, we've got quite a following on Instagram. I think you're about twenty thousand, is it, on Instagram at the moment? Yeah. I just hit 20k um, the other day so um, my sister was like are you going to like do a post and announce it and I was like no that feels a little bit too cheesy I was like when I hit 50k that's when I'll make the, the song dance about it but yeah it's um, obviously Instagram's my main one um, my goal is to hit 5k on YouTube I'm over the 3000 mark like 3.5 um, Twitter I'm not too sure how many I've got on Twitter I think it's just under 6000 and then I don't know about Facebook. I just kind of use that as like a place yeah. to post my YouTube videos. It's kind of a holder. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a very strange world. And obviously I've been involved in it for a really long time. And I just thought, you know, let, let's try and see where I can pave my way. Because like, as you said, there's so many female golfers, especially that are doing the kind of content creation side of things now. Um, and then obviously you've got, really big competition on the male side that you're competing against so it's just trying to find where you fit and what you're what you're trying to do what your niche is yeah definitely. yeah, yeah. Um, so golf wise how did you sort of what age did you get into it how did you sort of find golfers as your sport and and yeah how did that happen so that's um it's a strange one I didn't start playing until I was 14 uh, I was really late to the sport. I've always been sporty, off for score at school. So like athletics and field hockey and um, anything really. And um, the Open came to Trun in 2004 and there was a bunch of initiatives in place to try and get kids playing golf. And I got involved in a couple of them. And then I said to my grandpa, I was like, mm, this is fun. I've kind of, yeah, I could see myself really getting into this next minute. Um, he had me in lessons and I was signed up to a golf club and I had a handicap and then there so it was um it was really the open and my grandpa that really got me into it and then I just became completely addicted and golf really took over my life and probably some of my schoolwork, which is not encouraged. <laughs> um and within four years I was off scratch and playing for Scotland. So um I think that you can understand the, the schoolwork kind of took a back seat while I was uh, playing far too much golf, but um, I don't regret it for a minute. Yeah, no, that's, that's to go from sort of nothing, like you say, at 14 or whatever, and then in four years to be able to be playing for Scotland, that's, that's amazing. That's really good. Was there any sort of skills that you could sort of see that you had in hockey, for example, that you could, that gave you not a head start, but, um, you know, you're in a good position yeah. to, to start golf at that point. Yeah, 100%. So obviously I already had that hand-eye coordination down because of field hockey. Obviously the ball's moving in field hockey, so a lot nicer in golf that is kind of static. Um, I think the weight transfer already had that down because of hockey. Um, obviously very different swings. So that was a difficulty when I was still playing both. Um, so when I first started playing, I was like golf was my summer and then my winter was field hockey. So there was adjust adjustments there. Um, but definitely like just having the athleticism and the flexibility um, that I needed to be able to hit a golf ball definitely helps. And I got that from, from field hockey and, and the other sports that I played. I think I just had that competitive nature as well, um, just ingrained. And that's kind of what I think pushed me to the next level. Yeah, nice. So you say you turned professional 
Uh, what, how old were you when you turned professional and what, what handicap were you at that point? So I was still a scratch um, because I did the whole America um, scholarship okay. dream. Um, so I went out to America and then I I turned pro and I was 22. Okay, nice. So when you were out in America, you said you were sort of doing the Monday qualifiers and then playing in the occasional competition. Uh, what, what sort of tour or what competitions were they? So it was like state opens. So a lot of the state opens in America were um, for females anyway. It was amateur, top amateurs and pros. So there was a little bit of money in those. And then LPG Monday qualifiers. And then the odd, like, um, oh, I can't remember what the tour was called at the time, but it was basically their kind of Symmetra tour. Um, just trying to get into the qualifiers for that. Um, but it was it was pretty difficult out there. As you can imagine, the standard is so high and a Monday qualifier you know you could be competing against four people one week and then 80 people the next and it's only for two spots usually and all it takes is for two girls to shoot 65 and you're you're out of it so um highly competitive but absolutely loved my time in America and I was coaching kids and growing the game and just seeing them fall in love with the sport that I love so much as well was was amazing so I had that um on the back burner which is brilliant yeah we um last week we had a sort of special episode where we took questions from uh, all of our previous guests answered them and one uh sort of come through that was if you could make any changes to the way sort of golf clubs and courses are run, um, what change would you make? But the one I sort of want to sort of look at was what do you think could be done to make it easier or get more juniors and female juniors into the sport? So the big thing that I noticed in America that differed from from us here in the UK was... Um, the clothing restrictions that we have here so attire and what you can and cannot wear in the golf course I was obviously at a very interesting facility so it was a nine hole par three really junior driven there was no you had to have a collared shirt there is no girls can't wear leggings there is uh, the restrictions where as long as you're not wearing like a football shirt or something ridiculous then you're absolutely fine um, and I think that that made it more just appealing for juniors and I think more accessible as well. Yeah. And I think that having like, when I was in America, golf clothing for females took a whole different level because of Paula Creamer and Michelle Wee and all these kind of young females that were wearing this really cool stuff on the golf course. So whenever I was teaching, I was obviously wearing that stuff and there is like times where you know, the brother was coming for a lesson, but then the sister would see me and see what I was wearing and seen that like golf is cool. Like there's a young female that is playing and that almost encouraged um encouraged a lot of sisters and and wives and so forth to get lessons with me, which was brilliant. The interesting thing I sort of take from that is uh me and George both work in uh golf retail, mainly golf clothing. Um we're part of the customer services team at golfbase.co.uk. And we, I would say it's a struggle to stock and sell um, ladies' clothing and juniors' clothing successfully. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to put 
to sort of put your finger on why, because there is there's definitely a big market out there. But whenever we have had a what I would say a decent amount of stock, it just yeah. doesn't sell. Um, yeah. Do you have any ideas why that why that might be? Or I think it's because like where I would obviously I'm with I'm I'm with Adidas now, which is amazing. Um, so I get sent my stuff. But when I was trying to like source clothing, um, it was online and it was like tennis skirts and um, some like but it was I was getting it from directly online um opposed to going into a pro shop because I just knew that pro shops just wouldn't stock and if they did stock they rarely stocked my size because um the average female size um I'm not sure I think it's like a 14 so medium large and like I'm an extra small small so whenever people would get women's golf clothing they would obviously have like only a couple of my size and they would have more of what the average is, which makes sense, obviously. Um, But it was difficult to source it from an actual pro shop. Um, It was just a lot easier to try and find it online. Definitely. Yeah, because we're uh, we're an online business, so quite large over here, to be fair now. Um, But yeah, it's just not something that, I don't know, that we... We have a lot of customers that will message us about certain items and getting products in. Yeah. And juniors is, you know, a whole different... Yeah. I don't know why we... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what, what we can what we can do. Because we've stocked items in the, in the past, they just don't... They just don't find a... But that's maybe... Avenue. But maybe that's... People don't know. People yeah. don't know yeah. that they're stocking those items. So it's how do you make that known and public knowledge through social media, through everything, saying like you've got X, Y, Z in stock. I think that communication is key. Like a lot of the pro shops are getting better at it. But I think that you have to scream and shout about it and really like make your voices heard. Um, Because if people don't know it's there, then they're not going to come in or they're not going to go online and they're not going to try and source it from there. So it's about pushing. If you're wanting to sell it, then you have to make it work. Yeah, definitely. definitely. We, we're big advocates of getting us on social media, yeah. aren't we? And it's only just happened sort of recently where I've been able to spend time on it. So it's sort of energy, sort of putting, putting a lot of our own time sort of into pushing that social media side of things. I mean, it's sort of coincided yeah. with, with starting up the podcast and sort of being able to just chat to people. And <clears throat> I mean, we both knew the sort of strengths of social media. I mean, obviously finding people like yourself and different other people that we have spoken to on social media platforms like it's such a great sort of tool to be able to use if if you can use it correctly then it's then it's great I mean I'm sort of I'm quite interested on who your sort of demographic is so out of your sort of I don't know whether you'd even know like what your sort of percentage of men to women ratio of followers what that is yeah absolutely and there's a lot of people um that are in my industry that would probably steer away from it but I don't think it's any like of course my my following is majority male um and I think it's like something shocking like 92 percent is male um and like obviously it'd be great if more women followed me um but that's I guess not my market and um like there's you know, a jazzy golfer, she does a fantastic job and she has a lot of juniors and a lot of females that follow her, yeah. um, which is great. And yeah, for mine and just 
I guess I've just been doing sport for a really long time and um, yeah, I've been in a male environment. I've played a male sport for the majority of my life now. So it doesn't upset me that it's male. Um, I think it just comes with being in that industry for the length that I have been. I I think the thing is as well, I, I mean, from looking at my point of view only, so about the golf club that I'm at, the percentage of male members to female members is, I mean, the amount of male members is a lot more. I don't know if that's a a statistic that sort of carries across the country and across the world. I don't know if it is statistically more men that play golf and that might be sort of part of the reason. But I mean, one of the reasons we sort of were really excited to speak to you was about sort of, we, we are really interested in sort of pushing and sort of trying to get more women and juniors playing golf. And to be honest, we don't really know where to start, to be honest. I mean, and that was something I was sort of interested in sort of asking you. I mean, what what do you do specifically, if at all, to sort of get more women sort of and juniors sort of into golf? So, like, oh, just because my following is majority male, it doesn't mean that I'm not an advocate and I'm not trying to get as many women and as many juniors as playing as I possibly can. It's probably just done more behind the scenes. So yeah. when I'm at events, I'm trying to make it, like, a priority to talk to as many juniors as I possibly can um so usually every year I'd be doing the Scottish golf show and there I was like usually like doing a bit of coaching and helping junior golf there and encouraging it and um and then obviously I've had a few people that have reached out to me especially girls that are considering the scholarship route so more privately I'd probably say like obviously on my Instagram I'm trying my best to you know showcase that golf is cool and that I'm a young female and I play and I'm addicted to it and um, I think there's a few girlfriends of mine that would never pick up a club but have because of like the facilities like top golf and various things Um, but yeah like it's um, it's a shame but I think that we're heading in the right direction We've got a long way to go, but there are more women playing golf now. And I feel as if it's just the retention is the difficult part. So it's making sure that girls have, when they come to junior programs, they've got their girl group, like I did. I had the, the there was like three of us that always played and we always played with the boys as well, but because of those, we went to Junior Opens and the Scottish Open and all these different like events together and grew up playing in our county team and, you know, the Scotland team and stuff. So um, we had that little group, whereas I think boys are a little bit more individual. They're okay with not having that group around them. Whereas girls, what happens, they come to an age where they're like, oh, well, there's other things that are going to kind of take their interest away um unfortunately and I think that's what you see but some of those girls now are taking back up the sport now that they've got careers and they're kind of settling down and they're wanting a sport that can get them back outside so um yeah it's I wish I had the secret sauce and I could just say to everybody this is exactly how we do it but um my grandpa tried when I was three years old, like gave me a little chop down club and I was too busy interested in being a princess. No, yeah. thank you. Boys play golf. <laughs> so, um, but he never gave up and, you know, 11 years later I took up the sport. So, but golf is in a good place. I think that we focus on um, 
that there's not enough juniors and there's not enough members and there's like this is what's wrong with the sport and that really annoys me especially in social media everybody's so quick to you know shoot golf down and say everything that we're doing wrong whereas we're, we're doing our, we're trying to do more and I think that those things need to be shouted at about as well and you know the, the clubs that have increased their memberships the clubs that are you know the ladies love golf program like all this kind of stuff like those are the things that will encourage more people to to go to clubs and pick up the pick up the sport well it's it's one of the most if not the most inclusive sports isn't it when you mm-hmm. with gender um age body type you know stuff like that anyone can handicap as well anyone yeah. can play with anyone and 28 handicapper can play against a scratch player and still have a competitive match against each it's the only sport where that is sort of possible where two three different abilities can all play the same game and still be competitive with each other and that's and like you say any sort of height size build anything is so inclusive and, and I think more people sort of do need to know about that but I mean as I say we're sort of doing our best sort of we're trying to trying to get as many people playing as we can we, we want we want to encourage as many people playing because I know we both have the golf bug and I think everyone sort of that we speak to seems to have it as well and I think once you sort of get it it's it's a really good thing to have so I mean we love yeah. we love playing so and we saw the opportunities like being being a full-time pro is not like golf can open up so much more than just I think a lot of people think oh if you're going to play golf you're trying to play on tour no that's not the case like there's so many other avenues this sport can give you yeah definitely um you mentioned earlier about sort of adidas and I know you I know you have Wilson is it Wilson clubs so how did they sort of come about and what and I mean, if there was sort of multiple, what what made you choose them two brands specifically? So I've actually thought about doing a YouTube video about this because I think a lot of people think that Wilson pay me, but they do not. And um, like, obviously I get free clubs, which is fantastic. I'm not going to complain about that. But how our relationship started was very organically. Um, so they reached out to me as you do slid into the DMs and said hey we're interested in working with you at that point I was using Titleist I had the AP2s in the bag and um, really mixed bag I had like Callaway Mac Daddies I had a few other things and I said to them I was like cool I'll come try the clubs I'm more than happy to come for a fitting but if I don't see a change or a significant reason for me to switch then I'll have to pass. And they were completely understanding. And Duncan, who takes care of all the, the players, he basically said, look, come to Silvermere. We'll get you on the track, man. We'll have we'll do a comparison. And um, they were kind of showing me the ones that they, they thought I was going to go for. They thought I was going to go for the CBs because they're quite similar to the AP2s, probably the closest. And um, yeah, it's they basically gave me the D7s and I hit it 15 yards further. Okay. AP2s and my swing speed was up and trajectory, everything, dispersion was just ticking all the boxes. So I was like, I am sold. Like, let's do this. Um, So that's how it kind of started. It was in, they got in contact. This is how much money we want to pay you. Like, that's not the case, like, at all. Um, I don't have 
like that kind of relationship with them but I have fallen in love with the clubs I've fallen in love with team Wilson they don't treat me like a number they treat me like a, an athlete they treat me like any of the other people that they take care of what team, yeah. yeah completely and there's I think that if I was with a different brand I wouldn't have that at all and um they're amazing and I obviously recently had my new fitting for my new set of irons but I've been with them for two years I don't plan on going anywhere else I think a few people have said you know why don't you go like open up and you can work with other brands but Wilson have been so good to me and so supportive of what I do and then when I even when I decided to go full-time at this they could not have been more excited so um they're you know their clubs are coming along so much like the new drive the d9 driver is phenomenal and for the price it is as well like i've been recommending it to a lot of people that aren't willing to you know fork out the four hundred pounds for the brand new callaway taylor maids or whatever so and their their equipment is getting uh, a lot better and back to how it used to be and um yeah they're just an amazing team to work with and i love it yeah, no, no, it's not something. It's not something I've ever um, sort of thought about Wilson clubs. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I, I think when I sort of had my first sort of proper set of my hand down from my grandpa, I think um, I think that was like a Wilson sixty degree log wedge, and that was my sort of only experience with Wilson clubs sort of ever. I mean, I, I, used to, I used to really like that, but yeah, they don't often enter the conversation. Um, I don't know, maybe at our level and at retail level with Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, Cobra, Mizuno being the yeah. sort of top five from what we've seen and the people we spoke to so far. So, yeah, that's that's interesting um, to hear that. Yeah. You've tried a lot of um, other manufacturers before the, um, before the Titleist um, because... Like that, fifteen yards—that's a—that's a big improvement. So, is, is that not something you'd, you'd seen before the uh, the Mizuno fitting? Wilson. No. Um, sorry. Yeah. So I'd I'd tried other clubs. Um, I tried like before AP twos. I had um Callaway. I think it was X twenty twos in the bag. Um, and I'd never seen a significant jump like that, and the dispersion as well, and the control that I had. Um, and like before that I really had so I had the AP2s and then I can't remember what driver it was at the time it was a Titleist driver and then I had a steelhead Big Bertha three woods that was the oldest thing you'll ever see in your life but that thing pinged and it only took me till last year Wilson were like we need to get that out of your bag like can we please give you a new three wood and I was like no I like absolutely loved that steelhead um, I've still got it somewhere might sneak it in somewhere um and I love that club so for me I am I'm very much a person that's set in their ways um because I'm such a field golfer too so I knew that moving to another brand or just changing my clubs in general would be would be big um the one thing that they haven't been able to change is my putter I've got this like custom Odyssey white hot uh, mallet head that I've had since I was 18 and putting's the best part of my game and that putter is not going anywhere until they can produce a putter that is um as good as that one but 
the other thing that they've brought out recently that has changed the game for me with them is the ball. So when I originally started with them, I was using the FG Tour, which was okay, but as part of my contract, I had to use the ball. Um, and before that, I was using a Pro VX, and it was okay. Um, it was a little bit softer, so a little bit more like a Pro V. Um, but I just couldn't really, I didn't really feel as if I had the same control. But they've brought out this new ball called the Staff Model. And like Paul Laurie's using it. I think all his sons are using it now as well. Um, it's the main sponsor, the Tartan Tour. A lot of the players are now using it because they've used it during the events and they fall in love with it. But for me, it's the best golf ball I've ever used. And it's the closest I've ever found it's to an X. Uh, Pro VX and it's just it's a great golf ball are they um, are they sold um, sort of most places or because it's not something that we've got yeah so I'm pretty sure that I'd need to double check exactly where they are but um, yeah they've just kind of yeah they should be available like American Golf and like all those places and I'm sure you can get them online but yeah the staff model golf ball is um, it's a great golf ball do you know if they're priced similarly to the uh, the Pro V's or they're cheaper yeah, yeah. so there's another another thing for another positive yeah, yeah definitely very nice yeah. very nice and uh, so lastly in, in this sort of segment where do, where do you want sort of where are you um sort of looking for your career to go where do you want to be in five years god it's crazy someone asked me that the other day and I was like floored I was like I don't know really um because obviously I just launched like my media business um two months ago now my own boss (laughs) and um like doing full-time content creation I don't know I'm very much living in the moment right now and I'm loving every minute of it. I'm very thankful for the clients that I have on board with me doing helping with the social media management and helping them grow their, you know, their engagement and, you know, also helping grow the game because they're golf clients too. Um, so being involved in that is brilliant. Um, I one of the reasons I started that is because I knew that. I had a service that I could offer that a lot of people weren't doing. And also in five years time, hopefully I'm doing less of in front of the camera stuff and maybe settling down. And I thought, you know, that's when my media is up and take over from the kind of content creation I do in front of the camera and doing more behind the camera stuff. So who knows where I'll be in five years time. But right now I am absolutely loving um, doing this. Uh, and yeah just I can't wait to see where I'm going to be in three months time never mind five years <laughs> yeah that's, that's where, where are you currently playing at the moment um, all over uh, so I have a really good relationship at uh, Merrin's Cast, uh, Merrin's Range um, so I practice there uh, Rallin Castle they're really good to me I have a membership at Pam Muir um, so obviously now restrictions have lifted I can't wait to go through there but I'm travelling up to Aberdeen tomorrow and I'm playing uh, Cruden Bay and Newbra and then I've got a round at Murray's Hall coming up Raffle Park so like it's um, it's all go oh currently currently at the end of the month oh. I think yeah that one <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you still are you still sort of officially sort of professional or have you got a current handicap or 
No, I'm still a professional golfer. Um, and I don't, I worked bloody hard to get that title. So as much as I'm not competing as much um, as I used to, I don't plan on giving it up anytime yeah. soon. A lot of people ask and say like, are you going to get your amateur status back? But if I got my amateur status back, what am I going to do? Go play in like the Scottish stroke play? And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'd much rather keep my, so um, I'm working with a new coach. I've got the competitive bug back and I'm not saying that I won't compete in tournaments this year. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very nice. So should we take a, if it's all right, take a quick break and then get on some quick fire questions afterwards? Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Well, very good chat with Rachel. Um, unfortunately, it seems as though the quick fire questions segment didn't save. Um, yeah, that was really good though. The chat, the initial chat was very good. The quick fire questions second part was really good. But the quick fire questions haven't saved the computer for some reason. Oh, miserable now. Yeah. It's not a good way to end, but the first part of the chat was really good. I mean, obviously, on that final part with the quickfire questions, we did sign off and thank Rachel, obviously, and, uh, for, for coming on. Um, she also did sort of let everyone know where, where you can find her, but that's that's all on everywhere, she said, is, is Rachel McQueen. So there will be links sort of in the bio or in the description, sorry. Um, but yeah. A bit of a disappointing end to a really good, good chat with uh, with Rachel. But definitely, hopefully, it's not the uh, the last time we speak to her. Hopefully, we no, can definitely. speak to her again. But uh, yeah, no, not the last. I don't know what's happened. No, what's happened but. there? And that's that's that for another week. Well, everyone knows where to find us. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week.